0: The reality is with human relationships, you just deal with some difficult people. There are difficult people everywhere. Can I get a good amen? (laughs) They're everywhere. Uh, Max Lucado, the author and pastor, said, Some people have been called to be missionaries of misery, sent into our world to wreak havoc. Come on and wave at me if you have had a missionary of misery show up in your life. Just wave at me. Come on, every location. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're not waving at me, do you know why? Uh, Because you might be that missionary (laughs) of misery. Here's what I want to do today. I want to teach you how to better deal with difficult people. And I want to examine, I'm going to go verse by verse and just teach you today, verse by verse and teach you out of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 23. Let's pick up reading. It says, and again, I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone, be able to teach and be patient with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap, for they have been held captive by him and to do whatever he wants. And these verses are very insightful about how you and I can get better in dealing with difficult people and difficult conversations. Let's dive right in, let's unpack these verses and let's get better today. The first step that Paul gives us is you need to determine if you should engage the difficult person. You gotta determine, should I even engage with the difficult person? Second Timothy chapter two, verse 23, again I say, don't get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments that only start fights. See, there are times you should not engage a difficult person. The Greek word there for foolish is moros. How many know what word comes from that? Yeah, moron. Yeah, we get the word moron. Pa- Paul is saying don't get involved in ignorant, unlearned, moronic, foolish arguments and some of you have been struggling with difficult people because you're getting in arguments you just have no business getting in you ought to just leave it alone but you keep engaging in conversations you should be avoiding and we live in a culture that loves to argue people love to argue they'll argue with you in person they'll show enough argue with you on social media Behind that keyboard, people will just argue, argue, argue. People love to argue. They'll argue over food, argue over music, over books, over sports, over politics, over fashion. Should you travel? When should you travel? How you should travel? Vaccines, social gatherings, masks, church, school, kids. We love to argue. And in our culture, it seems like everything is a level 10. Everything. People get passionate about everything. People argue about green beans, like I said, I mean, just arguing, just passionate. And Paul is letting us know that everything is not level 10. Not everything is worth your energy. And you see this time and time again in the Bible. I want to teach you right now, church, because a lot of people don't know what I'm about to teach right now. They don't realize that, listen, not everything is worth talking about. You should engage a diff- in every conversation. You don't have to engage in that conversation. Just because somebody's been difficult don't mean you have to engage in it. Here's what Paul says in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 4. Don't let them waste your time, their time, in endless discussions of myths and spiritual pedigrees. These things only lead to meaningless speculations which don't help people live a life of faith in God. He said don't waste your time. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. Do not waste time Arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. There are some things that are not worth your time. Don't get sucked into every argument. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 20 says, Timothy, guard what God has entrusted to you. Avoid godless, foolish discussions with those who oppose you with their so called knowledge. Some people have wandered from the faith by following such. Foolishness, may God's grace be with you all. He says, You don't need to engage in every conversation, you got to avoid some discussion. Second Timothy, it's just all throughout your Bible. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 14 remind everyone about these things and command them to, in God's presence, to stop fighting over words. Such arguments are useless and they can ruin those who hear them. Second Timothy, Timothy chapter 2, verse 16 avoid worthless. Foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. This kind of talk spreads like cancer. As in the case of uh, Himeneas and Philetus, they have left the path of truth, claiming that the resurrection of the dead has already occurred in this way. They have turned some people away from the faith. There are some things that are not worth your time to argue over, and some of you have been sucked into an argument you shouldn't even be involved in. And here's the second thing I want you to notice, and that is there are times you should engage a difficult person. So I want you to understand that Paul is not saying that we should never engage in a conversation with a difficult person. He's not, he's not saying that if, if you do it in the right way and at the right time, it can be a good thing to reason with or to plead with or to present your case or to defend the truth with a difficult person. There are Times that you and I should engage with a difficult person. Even Paul, who told Timothy, don't engage in those foolish conversations and arguments. That same Paul also engaged in difficult conversations. Let me give you a couple of examples. Acts chapter 18, verse 4. It says, every Sabbath he reasoned, Paul reasoned in the synagogue. And he was literally trying to persuade Jews and Greeks to the faith. He was engaging in conversation with them, trying to reason with them. Acts chapter 19, verse 8 and 9, it says, Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly there for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. He was engaging in challenging conversation, but some of them became obstinate. They refused to believe and publicly maligned the way. Now, I want you to catch this. So Paul left them. He said, y'all are hard-headed. Y'all ain't trying to listen to me. And so Paul established a boundary. And he says, then he took the disciples with him, said, man, let's just go. Let's find another place. And had discussions daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. So, so there, were, there, there were times that Paul would engage in a difficult conversation. He did it for several months. But Paul knew something that a lot of people don't know. Sometimes... You just got to move on. Sometimes you just got to establish a boundary. There are times you need to establish a boundary. And some of you are struggling with a difficult person because you keep allowing them to cause chaos and pain and wreak havoc and drama in your life. And understand there are times when you need to establish boundaries after engaging a difficult person. Sometimes boundaries are best for you and best for them. And a lot of Christians don't realize this. It's in your Bible, I'm gonna teach you. I wanna show it to you. There are times you need to establish a boundary. Boundaries are biblical. You are not required to set yourself on fire to keep the other person warm. Boundaries are biblical. Let me give you some examples here. Titus chapter three, verse nine and 10. Don't get, do not get involved in foolish discussions and spiritual pedigrees or in quarrels and fights about obedience to Jewish laws. These things are useless and a waste of time. If people are causing divisions among you, give a first and second warning. After that, notice what your Bible says, have nothing more to do with them. God says, there are times you have to put some distance between you and the other person. Romans chapter 16, verse 17 and 18. And now I make one more appeal. My dear brothers and sisters, watch out for people who cause divisions and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you have been taught. Stay away from them. Such people are not serving Christ our Lord. They are serving their own personal interests. By smooth talk and glowing words, they deceive innocent people. Boundaries are biblical. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 14. Take note of those who refuse to obey what you say in this letter. Stay away from them so they will be ashamed. Boundaries are biblical. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 4 and 5, when he's talking about the last days, he says, they will betray their friends. Be reckless, be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will they will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Boundaries are biblical. Let me share one more verse with you. Second Timothy, Second John, Chapter Ten and Eleven. If anyone comes to your meeting and does not teach the truth about Christ, don't invite that person into your home or give any kind of encouragement. He says, No, nah, man. I hear what you're saying. You can't come over for neck bones today. I don't care if it's Mother's Day. You can't come over. Huh? That's what your Bible says. I threw the neck bones part in there because some of you don't, you don't read the Bible all Neck neck bone? What did in there? But that was my part. But anyone who encourages such people became a partner in their evil. What I want you to understand, church, is that boundaries are biblical. And for some of you, you now you need to you need to read God's word. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. But for some of you, the best thing that you could do is to establish some boundaries with a difficult person in your life. Here's what I want to do now. I want to very quickly give you seven principles for engaging a difficult person. Pastor, how do I do it? I'm not doing it very very well. It's not going good. I, I mean, these difficult people are wearing me out. Let me give you some principles to get better with how to engage a difficult person. From God's word, let's keep dissecting this portion of Scripture. Here's the first thought: Be focused on solutions with the difficult, with difficult people, not a fight. Be focused on solutions, not a fight. Here's what Paul tells Timothy, Second Timothy, chapter two, verse twenty-four. He says, "A servant of the Lord must not quarrel." Paul tells Timothy, "Don't be quarrelsome. Don't don't." get in a heated debate and just start arguing don't don't just get in a fight with somebody because quarrelsome people difficult people they love to fight difficult people they love to argue they argue for arguing's sake anybody know some folks like that they they disagree just to be disagreeable disagree on everything that's one to stir stuff up all the time and disagreeable people if you're not careful disagreeable people they'll suck you right in you'll be in a fight You get sidetracked, you can't even remember what y'all was talking about. Next thing y'all know, y'all just at each other. And you're not trying to resolve the problem, you're just fighting, you're just arguing. In Proverbs chapter 29, verse 11 says, fools vent their anger. Just ah, I'm 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 gonna get my opinion out. I'm just gonna say vent their anger. But the wise quietly hold it back. And so what you wanna do is don't be quarrelsome. Be sure to respond versus reacting. Respond. Don't just react and start fighting. Instead, respond and talk about the problem that's at hand. Don't let the difficult person cause you to start reacting. You start saying, they're just making making me react. They're They're just making me mad. No, listen, when you react, they're in control of you. But when you respond you're in control of you and i'm not gonna let you be in control of me just because you reacting and getting all heated and hot i'm not gonna let you control me but the wise quietly hold it back respond don't react number two is this paul teaches us be be kind to difficult people when i was studying over the last several weeks and studying this message i, I had to read this verse four or five times make sure i was reading it right but but it's in there 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24 says, The servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone. And I did some, some looking at that word. And everyone, in the Greek, it means It means everyone. Yeah, it does. And I know some of you are thinking, You got to be kidding me, Pastor. Be kind to, do, do you know, Uncle Jimmy? Do you, I mean, do you know. Be kind to everyone? Yes, your Bible says Christ followers should be kind to everyone. It's not easy, but it's the Jesus way. People who do not know Jesus will be kind to people who agree with him. People who don't know Jesus will be kind to people who look like them, vote like them, think like them, talk like them. But Christ followers are called to be kind to everyone, not just to people who agree with us. Ephesians chapter number four and verse number 31 and 32 says this, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger. It's not going to go well with you if you try to encounter difficult people with this, harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Being mean, being bitter, or full of rage, or anger, or, or having harsh words, or, or, or just being condescending and slandering difficult people, it only makes resolving the problem more difficult. It's not, listen, being unkind is not effective. Being mean and rude and hateful is not effective. Kindness is always better when dealing with difficult people here's the third here's the third he says be patient with difficult people he says second timothy chapter 2 verse 24 a servant of the lord must not quarrel but must be kind to everyone be able to teach we'll talk about biblical truth in in a moment and he says and be patient with difficult people and it's not easy to be patient with difficult people Because difficult people, they'll try to attack your character. They'll start name-calling. They'll start accusing you of having the wrong motives. Difficult people will bring up the past, and they'll bring up your failures and your flaws. They'll try to get under your skin. Difficult people, they don't listen. They're always talking. Cut you off. They don't want to hear your point of view. And if you're not careful... They'll get to you, and you'll get impatient with a difficult person, and the situation when you get impatient, it only escalates, and the ability to get the problem resolved, it declines because your emotions have escalated, you're no longer patient, and patience is key with dealing with a difficult person proverbs chapter 15 verse 18 says a hot tempered person stirs up conflict but the one who is patient calms a quarrel hot tempered impatient people only stir things up but patient people calm things down think about it when you're engaging with engaging with a difficult person are you stirring it up or are you calming it down Patience is key. I I love this Chinese proverb. It says, if you are patient in one moment of anger, you will escape a hundred days of sorrow. Be patient. Ephesians chapter four, verse two says, always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Be patient, scripture says, stay calm and remember They have faults, and so do you. So so make some allowances for their faults. Be patient. And it's important, church, to understand some things about difficult people. Come on, every location, everybody shall understand. You have to understand some things when you are talking to a difficult person. Pastor, what should I understand? Proverbs 14, verse 29 says, people with understanding, people with understanding control their anger. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I got, an, I got an understanding. I got an understanding. They control their anger. A hot temper shows great foolishness. Pastor, what should I understand? Well, understand that a lot of people have good hearts, but bad practices. I, just, I understand that. I just, I understand some things. I can control my anger. I understand. You, you got a good heart, but you got some bad practices. I understand, I understand some things about difficult people. I understand that hurt people just try to hurt people. I just understand some things that you don't understand. I can keep my calm because I understand that wounded people try to wound people. And it will help you be patient with a difficult person when you understand they're just hurting, they're just wounded, they just have poor habits, they have poor life skills, they've got poor communication skills. I can be patient with you. I'm going to be patient and so that I can think clearly, think carefully, and respond concisely. I'm not going to be impatient. I'm going to respond with patience because I have an understanding about you. And I want to get this problem resolved. Just look at your neighbor and say, them first three points were for you. I hope you were listening. Go ahead and tell them, yeah, them them first three were for you. Number four, I want to help us today. I want to help us. We all deal with difficult people. We got to get better. We got to get better. Here's the fourth one. The fourth one, be gentle with difficult people. Second Timothy chapter two, verse 25, that very next verse, he says, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Gently In other words, he says, be gentle versus being aggressive. You won't win people over by being aggressive. So you got to be gentle so that you can win them over. There was a little boy. He was playing with his toys and running around the house and got his cars, and his mama said, son, sit down, put them toys up and sit on the couch. Little boy didn't listen to his mama. Just kept on zoom, running around, zoom, zoom playing with his toys, and his mama got aggressive. She said, boy, you put them toys down and go sit your behind on that couch now. Little boy looked at his mama, dropped them toys, got on that couch, sat down, looked at his mama. He said, mama, I'm sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. (laughs) Being aggressive doesn't win anybody over. Even if you make them sit down, you didn't win them over. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. A gentle answer. A gentle answer. Not aggressive. A gentle answer turns away wrath but a harsh word it only stirs up anger and so paul tells timothy be gentle with difficult people number 5 is this be biblical with difficult people second timothy chapter 2 verse 25 gently instruct those who oppose the truth perhaps god will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth paul says hey be Biblical. Don't dig your heels in over something that's not even worth fighting over. I said it all the time. People be arguing over stuff. It doesn't even matter. Why are y'all arguing? Y'all ready to fight over? It? Why are you arguing over that? I had that happen to me. I had a guy come up to me arguing. I, I was, What? He said to me, he said, Pastor, the Washington Redskins got a better team than the Dallas Cowboys. I said, the devil is a liar. The, the, he start bringing up the history talking about Joe Theismann I don't care about no Joe Theismann you know anything about Two Tall Joes and Drew Pearson you don't want that calm down Herbert calm down <laughs> okay some things are not worth fighting over right okay sh- seriously church whenever someone is opposing the truth of God's word Be sure your argument is rooted in Scripture. I've heard two people talking about spiritual things. Neither one of them biblical. I'm like, y'all both need to read y'all's Bible. (laughs) So Paul is saying, be biblical. Present truth. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Learn the truth, be biblical, present truth, be biblical, present truth. Number six is this, before the difficult person winning in life, this one helped me so much. When I learned this principle, it helped me with difficult people. Before the difficult person winning in life, it goes on to say, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25 and 26, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Perhaps God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. Then they will come to their senses. And some people get into a heated conversation, they get into this debate with a difficult person and they lose sight of the real win and that's to help the difficult person win with God and to win in life. And if you're not careful, You get in a conversation with a difficult person and you get caught up in the debate and you get caught up in the argument, you get caught up in the disagreement and you lose sight of the win and your win, instead of helping them win with God and win in life, your win becomes to be right. Your win, I'm gonna prove a point. Your win, I'm gonna defend my position. I'm digging my heels in. Defend my position. And church, you have to care more about the person than the argument. You're never just responding to an argument. You're responding to a person. You're not just wrestling with ideas and just wrestling with concepts. You're speaking to a human being. You're speaking to a person with a story, who has feelings, who is loved by God, who has a history, who grew up different than you. You are you are speaking to a person, and the goal is not to win the argument. The goal is not to be right. The goal is to help the person to win with God and to win in life before the person winning in life. Hey, hey, Timothy, Timothy, when you're dealing with a difficult person, remember this, Timothy, perhaps God will change those people's hearts before them, and they will learn the truth. Timothy, perhaps they, they will come to their... Senses, you want them to win with God and to win in life. Number seven is this seven principles. Number seven, be aware the difficult person is in a spiritual battle. Paul goes on to say in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 26 then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. We say this a lot around people's church because it's true, everything is more spiritual than you realize. And when you're in a conversation with a difficult person, remember this, remember this, you're in that heated conversation, you're in that debate, you're talking to that family member, you're talking to that friend, that coworker, remember everything's more spiritual than you realize. And sometimes that person is under the influence Of the devil and when you realize this is more spiritual than I realize it will cause you to pray for them even if you don't like them you pray for them even when they frustrate you and they're on your and they're on your nerves you pray for them this is spiritual even when they hurt you and they say something crazy you say I'm I'm gonna pray for them this is more spiritual than I realize you got you got to remember this SD Gordon quote Every time you're dealing with a difficult person, it will change how you deal with them. Here here it goes. You can do more than pray after you have prayed, but you cannot do more than pray until you have prayed. Pray first. You're in a spiritual battle. They're on your nerves. Pray first. They want to debate. Don't debate that. Pray first. They want to argue. Don't argue first. Pray first. It's a spiritual battle. This is spiritual business. I'm dealing, Paul Paul says, Timothy, Timothy, it's easy to lose sight. It's easy to lose sight. They're difficult. They're challenging. They're debating. They're arguing. They got an attitude. Timothy, I want you to remember they're under the devil's trap. And they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. This is. A spiritual battle. Father, thanks for your word. Thank you for the opportunity to teach scripture today. Thank you that we're not only hearers of the word, but we're doers of the word. Thank you, God, for helping us because this is not easy. What I'm teaching today is hard for me. It's not easy for us, but it's the Jesus way. Help us, Lord, to deal with difficult people in a better, more biblical way give us wisdom when to engage and give us the wisdom of the holy spirit and the word of god when to put up boundaries lord help us with difficult people in jesus name i pray as eyes are still closed and heads are still bowed today i'm talking to some people right now that you find yourself on this mother's day far away from god you're not serving god you're not living for god it's obvious by your life i'm not asking have you ever been to church before can you quote a bible verse i'm not asking any of those kinds of things i'm asking is jesus the lord of your life is it evident that he's the lord of your life and maybe you're here on this mother's day and you came from mom or a friend or a family member and and i want you to know i don't think it's by accident that you're here god has you here he wants a relationship with you he wants to forgive you of your sins he wants to change your life he wants to help you. He wants you to spend eternity in his presence and not away from and not away from his presence today, if that's you, you're far from God on this Mother's Day. You're not serving God. You need to give your life to Jesus. You you need to rededicate your life to the Lord today. 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 May 14th, 2023. You need to say yes to Jesus today. As I count to three, at every location, would you shoot your hand up high, and I want to lead you in a prayer to to be made right with God, to have your sins forgiven, to to spend eternity in heaven, not in hell, to serve God, not the devil, to begin to live in peace and not in turmoil. If that is you, I want you to shoot your hand up high, and God's going to wash away your sins one two three just lift it high right now I see your hand i see your hand so awesome see your hand there others I see your hand others are just lifting it high. i see your hand there come on midwest city northwest just lift it high come on mabel bassett come on those online just just right now click the raise your hand button or write yes in the chat line come on there are more of you that say i need to say yes to jesus today that's it that's it the ladies at mabel bassett just lift it high indianapolis come on just lift it high right now so awesome so awesome hands are going up i know at every single location And I want you to pray this prayer with me. Confess it with your mouth. Believe it with your heart. And God's gonna wash away your sins today. Pray with me now, Heavenly Father. I turn away from my sin and I turn my life over to Jesus. I confess today that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I will live for him the rest of my life. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord right now. Come on, let's thank God.